Blog Talk Radio. podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Here we go. Yes, we are. Yeehaw. No, I mean, it's... We're so excited. I mean, we do. I actually, I did have one thing to say that uh, Diana Priestley, um, who has um, been a client of mine and then been a client of Miss Katz, and I don't, you know, and she's worked at the store at Lucky Mojo Curio Company, and I guess she's a postal, she works for the post office, but she wanted to come back and, and do uh, a few hours, and I met her. I w- walked out the door and found her labeling candles, at, uh, when I was there, and we chatted, and she says every week I listen to your show. So we oh, have someone awesome. who loves our show, and you know I just wanted to say that right up front because I felt so good about the fact that you know she listens to it, even if she doesn't maybe listen to it live, but she does listen to it and listens every week. So that's hi, very Diana. Cool. <laughs> hi, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So, um, but yeah, so how have you been? What's going on with you? I know that this is a big week for you to start with the store. Yeah, well, I've been at the store, God, I feel like it's two weeks now, but I can't, I don't remember. I, th- I, I don't even know. Time is so weird and and unusual. I can't even begin to describe it, but this is like my second full week being at the shop and I'm the only staff person to come back so far. So, and I'm here at the shop right now, like I, because I'm the only one working, I closed the door and put a little sign on the door that says, I'll be back after two. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but we have, you know, a lot of protocols in place. People have to wear masks and they have to use hand sanitizer when they first walk in and I have to wipe down anything that's been touched. And so it's a lot. And that, you know, being, um, working more than full time is something I'm used to, but it's not usually the the customer service space. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. not I'm not necessarily the most gifted at that part of this business, and um, so I'm pretty exhausted because I am not an extrovert. <laughs> I'm pretty exhausted, and uh, and I have a beloved friend and coven mate who is in the process of dying, and that's weighing on me. It's um, you know, I also had to go into a hospital this week to say goodbye to a beloved, and uh, that, you know, puts all my coronavirus nerves on attention. And, um, and you know, Mercury is about to go into retrograde or did last night or does tonight. I can't remember, but I've already been having an interesting time with, with things. I did a... I did an online workshop on Monday for Llewellyn. It was just a little half hour workshop. And the first eight minutes of it, 
there are technical issues. So the first eight minutes of my half an hour are spent trying to figure out the technical problem. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Oh. Uh, and I've, I've just plain missed four different appointments, uh, four different appointments. I had a ritual planning call. I had a, a coven planning meeting. I had a therapy session and something else I can't remember now that, oh, oh, a ritual that I was supposed to attend. And I just completely forgot. They were written on my calendar. I knew ahead of time that I needed to, to be on these calls or, or Zoom sessions or whatever. And then one to two hours after they were over, I went, oh, no, I completely spaced on this thing I was supposed to be involved with. It's That's very unlike me. So I'm just feeling weird and out of sorts. And I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. It's just kind of weird. So I'm trying to ride the wave as best as I can, but it's been a weird week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. How, how are you faring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, how am I faring? Well, you know, we our little talk before I was I was going. You were born in a Mercury retrograde like me, right? And you're saying yes, yep. and, and I'm well. Technically, I feel like I should be, you know, getting the flow of things, especially before the, you know, the shadow that happens before, and what we're talking about, what you were talking about, like something before it actually was happening. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Why Why is this feel so like, excuse me, but you were born on a retrograde. You're like the rest of the world. Forget about it, you know. And <laughs> like, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, technical difficulties. Um, yeah. I was explaining that my smoke detector in the back of my my house and my bedroom went off unexpectedly in the middle of the week just before I was to leave to go to work. And my dogs, of course, that's. That's a noise we don't like. They don't like yeah, it. So it freaks sure. them out. And I had to get up and take it out and then re, you know, redo the battery and, and check it out. And then I figured, well, if I'm doing this, I'll do the other three. So I did. So it was kind of like, hi, guys, I'm sorry I'm going to be late to work. But these things just happened and they're anything but letting them, like, slide. And then um, my my phone reception, which normally is quasi questionable in where I live because it's a mobile, so it's all metal, haha. And mm. uh, so even on the one I'm using now, which is the one that I've had really good rapport with, I've had some problems uh, even just before while I was talking with Phoenix. So I'm sitting here going, okay. And then somehow I got caught, I guess, in a potential scam, um, but something happened on my S7 Samsung, and it threw out this notice saying, urgent, you must do this Samsung update. Mm. It wasn't anything like anything that should have happened. So I hit cancel, um, which obviously also made it available to them. And two, because they said, your phone is going to start acting weird, and it did. My voice speaks that I use, the little, you know, like you speak in, and it'll write out what you say um, Mm -hmm. on my keyboard died and it just started acting weird so I had to call the Samsung customer service people and that was when the phone I'm talking on decided it was not happy and so I'm saying hello she's saying hello it was kind of you know one of those ridiculous moments and finally we got on it she remoted it and you know took care of the problem and said no you had no updates because all your updates are, are fine and so I went okay so then Texas yeah went. that's so scary it is scary. Well, then that night, which was last last night that this you know, this whole took place, and my last night I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, the same thing flashed up on my on my uh, face of my phone, and I just looked at it, and I'm going, I'm not touching you at all. And then mm-hmm. it totally disappeared, and there was no no kind of way to get it. So it obviously didn't connect. It was trying to reconnect again, and it didn't work. So I went, okay, now, you know. So that made me feel good and not good, but, again, all technical stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's part of it. And the rest of it, like you, I'm feeling um, uncertain. I noticed that. You know, yes, we've had hot days, and sometimes I'm not in air-conditioned environments, and I feel drained. But I feel drained when I'm 
outside doing, you know, like doing what I do, like going to Lucky Mojo. It's not Lucky Mojo. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not them. It's not the fact I do a lot of clients or anything. I come home and I feel drained. I you right. know, went out and did some stuff yesterday. Not a lot. I got my car, you know, chiropractor and a couple of other things. And I came home and I felt not drained, but you could, I could feel that, that you were like at halfway or your tent was halfway. Yeah. And I'm beginning to realize it's the pervading energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the concerns we have, whether it's, you know, an idiot in the White House or people that are not being respectful of the circumstances and thinking, well, we're all done with this, we can go on about our way, or people acting out in other ways. And um, it's very draining. So yeah. That's where I've been for the last week, and and we I was talking about the fact that we seem to with different tarot major arcana cards. We because as we pointed out, it's a journey. We have something in our world that creates that energy that we are experiencing in some form. Mm-hmm. And I was asking you if you had you know had that because I was trying to see because the only thing that you know reflective or, uh, you know, again, this is an enlightenment card. We were talking about the the fact that we both like this card very much. I was like, I'm trying to, so maybe when we start talking, I'll come up with something that, you know, my epiphany, but I didn't have one before we started the show. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where that is. Oh, and I did want to ask you one question before we actually get started. You started your other podcast with Gwion. Your husband, oh, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we write a blog called The Witches Next Door. Uh, and there's this um, pagan woman who started her own little uh, network. And uh, one of her radio programs is run by Jason Minky, who is a dear friend of me and Guion's. And we both were interviewed on his show. Like, his, his show's been going on for maybe a month now. So me and Guion were a couple of his first interviews. Um, mm-hmm. And after that, the woman who runs the network asked if we might be interested in doing a podcast on her network. So our blog's called The Witches Next Door. Our podcast is The Witches Next Door. And we, we're only doing the show every other week. Um, you know, on Wednesdays, but it's also on Blog Talk Radio, so you can find it in all the regular places. And yeah, it's been kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Yeah, because yeah. I I noticed that that was something you were, you know, you and I discussed, and then I saw it up on you know Facebook. So I wanted to give that a little kind of nod plug for it on our show, yeah. So that it kind of one hand shakes the other hand, so to speak, even if it's metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> Since we don't do that anymore, actually, I was, you know, um, you know, it's so I'm so accustomed to being like, shaking hands with people mm-hmm. that I know that I I really care about, hugging them, and right. it is so hard to do that, to be without that, yeah. not just the contact, but to stop that that whole energy exchange of hi i'm i'm happy to see you and of course depending on if you have a mask on and you're saying you know hi i'm happy to see you you're trying to have your eyes show how much you care about Mm -hmm. you know interesting so let's get into this let's get into the hanged man yeah yeah so we are continuing on our journey of exploring the major arcana and we've made it to number 12 the hanged man um this one feels really weird, too, because I didn't, you know, I have my own feelings and beliefs around this card. And then when I started to read some of the uh, history of the, the game, right, the tarot game that existed that the, the divination system is based off of, I was like, oh, well, that's very different than how I hold the energy of this card. And it's also very different than what the Rider Waite Smith version of this card means. So I feel like this is one where there's a pretty um, strong shift from 
what the original card meaning may have meant and what it has become in the esoteric tradition. So, so that's been my first kind of big um, surprise with this card, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, yeah, it's kind of like when we've, we do our own, you know, when we do readings for people and, and, you know, there's certain things of, of standard, ways that people have learned their catchphrases or catchwords for the bat card is that, you know, this one is everything turns upside down because the guy's upside down or that he's tied onto a tree and, you know, but there is so much more to it. And, and, and I think that, I think that's part of what you're talking about is that there was a certain way to read it, a Mm -hmm. certain way it was set up. And now there seems to be a shift, more of yeah. a, a shift in it. And this is one of those cards of the deck that really clearly shows that shift. So. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting, so, you know, one of the things is in the Italian system. So, I mean, maybe we should start out with what the card looks like before we okay. go into some of this. Okay. But you, and we're using the visually, the, the artwork of the Rider Waite Smith deck, um, which is sort of the standard. And most other decks are based off of this system. Um, but we mm-hmm. have we have a cross shape. It's more like a T, a, a uppercase T than, a, than a, what you might see in a Christian cross. And it very much looks... Um, it's very key looking. It doesn't look like a tree, but the, the, the cross beams do have what look like foliage or, or tree limbs growing from it. There's leaves and it's green and it looks like it's, it's growing. It doesn't look like mm-hmm. it's, you know, just a, sorry, I'm at the shop and someone keeps calling. I'm going to put myself on a second so you don't have to hear my phone ringing. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Elvira. Okay. So, with that T, it is also, um, it harkens with uh, each one of the cards on a more esoteric basis. They have it with a Hebrew letter. And, of course, the particular um, way this is set up is that it is Tav, and um, mm. that tends to mean the world. So in yeah. a strange way, this is a combination of, and if you think about it, the card here shows a man upside down and, and hanging from a, tr- a, a tea tree type of a, a mm-hmm. thing. And in the rider deck, and many of the decks, but the rider deck, you see a, um, an androgynous person dancing, i.e. freely. And if you see how she holds her foot and her leg. On the world it card. Is a, on the world card. Yeah. It yeah. is the... Opposite meaning it's the same thing that you see here with the way the, mm-hmm. the legs are set, but it's done mm-hmm. in an upright position. And, of course, when we get to the world, that will have a whole meaning and we will culminate with that understanding. But I was fascinated by um, all the time that I've been looking at this card. I've been noticing that's where I look at the legs and, I, and the, the, the head and the corona or the, the halo. So... Mm-hmm. Um, that's what meant something to me. Now I'm going to leave you because you do a really good job of talking about all the little details, and that's your your expertise. I kind of wander well, into thanks. bigger <laughs> into well, some he, bigger areas, I guess. He is hanging from his right foot, and his left foot is folded behind him. I've seen some people describe it as like a numeral four, uh, but mm-hmm. it is um, the the position he is in. It does have meaning, so, and you know I'm sure we'll get to that at some point, but. His arms are also behind his back. Um, he's wearing blue, a blue top and red pants. Uh, and he is not barefooted. He has shoes on. So, you know, take that as you will. Um, and then behind him, on, uh, behind his head, it, it appears to be a halo or a sun or, it's, you know, golden or shining or whatever. Uh, and beyond that, there's not a lot of background. There's, there's nothing else really going on that, the main focus of this card is the hanged man. Uh, you know, often in these cards, there's, you know, um, scenery or something going on in the background or something else. And it's very stark, the background of this card. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, what I found so interesting though, is uh, apparently um, hanging was the common punishment at the time of 
the birth of tarot in Italy, so for, but specifically for traders. So it's very interesting because um, he's not being hung by the neck. This, you know, this doesn't appear to be a criminal punishment, right? This is not a punishment or a, or a torture even. This is, uh, it's believed to be self-inflicted. Uh, he is mm-hmm. hanging from it. And one of the notes in some of the writings about the history of this card is that his face is solemn. His face um, looks like he is in a meditation or that he is serious about what's going on, not that he's in pain or not that he's mm-hmm. suffering. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that's very interesting. And um, I always associate this card with Odin. And, which is funny because it's not necessarily like the tarot originated maybe in France, maybe in Spain, maybe in Italy. We don't really know, but it definitely didn't originate in Norway. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but Odin is a God that was all over Europe because Odin had a huge stronghold or, with the people of the Germanic tribes. So it is possible that there was some crossover, you know, um, but you know, in the story of Odin, he hangs himself from his foot for nine days and nine nights from the world tree from Yggdrasil in order mm-hmm. to gain wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the myth goes that as he was there, he, you know, he didn't eat, he didn't sleep, he didn't drink water, he suffered. Uh, and then as he looked down into the roots of Yggdrasil, he was shown the runes, which is the Norse mm-hmm. alphabet, and that he brought that back to the people and you know, it was wisdom was discovered. So I always associate the hanged man with Odin, although I don't know that that's, um, I don't know that that's official or if that's what Ryder Waite or anyone else has, has done, but it's, you know, it seems pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting that in the Paul Foster case uh, deck and also the Paul Foster case cards, and the book that associates with it is that they do talk about Odin and the process. Mm-hmm. So they are more, again, they're the more esoteric version of, of how things kind of went and, and they've, they've taken off on that. So there is that to be drawn from it, even though it may not be presented in, you know, Wait Rider, Smith, Deck, and uh, writings. It's just mm-hmm. that is that brings that into effect because it is about being rooted with with the foot hanging up, it's rooted in heaven, mm-hmm. but coming into earthly possession of what's here. But then, what do you see? It's like a manifestation of um, the two being the enlightened position that you are aiming for. You haven't gotten there yet, but you're aiming for it to be that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. Um, and. Um, yeah. Anything that you want to throw out? I know that um, I threw out some of that, you know, but the 12, why don't you talk, the the number 12. I know that that's also very important because it is um, the number that it is in this deck and in the rider, weight rider deck, but it also represents other things. The 12? Yes, the number 12. Say more. I mean, because, you know, I when I look at numbers, I look at the number, and then I also add, especially with a double digit, then you add it together, and you get, another, you know, more information, right? So here we would have a three, and three is a multiple of 12, so that adds another layer of interestingness and mystery. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm curious what, what you have to say. I want to hear more. Okay. Well, basically what, you know, first of all, what you're seeing is the number 12 also associates with things like, um, the 12 steps of initiation, uh, the 12 labors of Hercules, the 12 signs of the zodiac. So it mm. is a a complete, you know, a the the and the journey. It's the journey and then the completion. So it is a a number that represents that, even though it's double digit. And interesting is that you tend to take it to the three. It puts it in light with the Empress, which we've already you know talked about. And the four, of course, is the emperor. So you mm-hmm. have the, the 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 feminine, the masculine. You have the which is again balance. And this is a card that kind of presents you with um, 
he's in a balanced state, even though he is not in an upright state. He's in a balanced right. state. So the 12 comes in as a, a basically uh, the cycle, that you, as you said, you brought it down to digits, a single mm-hmm. digit, and then you take those and you, com- you go over to, you know, the cards, you go to the, you know, what is the four, the four balance, the, you know, four square balance, the three is a triangle, it's the trinity. And you, you start seeing spirit and earth, spirit mm-hmm. and manifestation. And that's mm-hmm. what um, they bring out in, you know, a lot of words and a lot of different ways of describing it. But that's kind of the condensed version. Yeah, I mean, I think spirit and manifestation is kind of those two words are all over this card, right? Because the, the red, the color of his pants, the red is supposed to represent human passion and physical body. And the blue of his top is supposed to represent knowledge. Uh, The light behind his head is about enlightenment. So there is like this repeated pattern. Plus, if you look at the shape of his body with the, the triangles and the, the certain angles and things that are how that they're bent forming different sacred, um, shapes right like there's there mm-hmm. is uh there's all kinds of magic behind a triangle that i don't think we're going to necessarily go into but um you know all of that is here so those messages are repeated over and over again in this card which is pretty interesting with it being so um plain in its art yes. you know there's not yeah. a lot of extra stuff going on but there's a lot of symbolism built on top of itself I really like that. I mean, that's the fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because see, you know, and again, there the 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 way that the card shows the the pictorial. I mean, we actually have a downward facing a downward facing triangle, an upward facing triangle, and if you look at the different things, and again, I we can talk about it, but the first one of the symbols that you see is basically the symbol for what they call the great work quote, unquote, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is technically, you know, overcoming personality and transmutation of the lower passions into pure gold, i.e. alchemy. And so to me, this has so much built in, but some of it is more like the potential because it hasn't totally manifested. So this is that, that moment of, like you said, he looks like he's in meditation, that moment of quietness where you're moving into the next phase because you've gained all this information, you've done all this, this stuff, and now you're balancing it out so that you can go forward with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And obviously, yeah, one of the... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one of the things I read is that this is a card of sacrifice and martyrdom, which I don't necessarily like. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that those, I understand the concept of sacrifice doesn't have to be um, bad, right? I think that our modern society sacrifice is this thing that makes us feel like it's, it's a bad thing. It's a painful thing. It's a, it's a, Yeah, we just have a lot of baggage around the word sacrifice, but there's actually something quite beautiful about sacrifice when, you you know, you're giving something that that costs you a little bit, that hurts you a little bit, that isn't just uh, excess, you know, that you have Mm -hmm. to actually have skin in the game. And I don't mind Mm -hmm. that, but I don't necessarily like the idea of of the martyrdom, that you have to be the sacrifice for the greater good, you know. Um, But that does come through with this card. You know, it is a card of surrender. And one of the things that I often tell my clients when this card comes up is that, you know, it's, it's time to be introspective. It's time to take a step back. It's time to go and seek wisdom, very much like the hermit card. But the difference mm-hmm. here is if you're hanging upside down by a tree and you're hanging upside down for nine days like Odin, by the time the ninth day has come and you're starving and you're thirsty and you're dehydrated and you're all the blood has rushed into your head. So you've passed out, you know, for hours at a time, you're not going to be able to get yourself down. And I think that's where that martyr sacrifice piece comes in because you have to actually ask for help. And I think I don't often see that in descriptions of this card or talking about this card, but I feel like 
once you've gained the wisdom, once you've gone introspective, once you've put yourself through the paces to do what needs to be done, you might need to ask for help to come back. You might need to ask for help to cut yourself down from the tree. Um, you, it's really hard to do that part on your own. That's interesting. And we will, I will, it's, I'm going to have to find it, but you just said something and I swear to you, I read it in the Paul Foster case book on the hanged man. Exactly. So as an esoteric, you, you, this is it. You've, you've taken something that you say you don't see and how they talk about it. In, mm-hmm. other, in, the, in the books that we have out there, most of them, and yet that is, that is basically what the total meaning is, is that you do have to ask for help, and help comes, you know, ultimately they're talking about in the Paul Foster case is, is the help of God or goddess, right. the divine, to, to bring you back. And um, in whatever form you you might need, and you know maybe simply in a human's world, asking for help to get a better focus, uh, asking for help by going to a therapist, asking for help mm-hmm. from you know some outside source that is of a nature that you wouldn't necessarily follow through with. So anyway, that was <laughs> that hit me. I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, you got it, and I was like, yay. That that was brought up, and I was like, going, oh, so you know, right. I was really, thank you, thank you for bringing that. I I I tend to get into the esoteric. That's a lot of where my base came from when yeah. I started working with this, and the person that basically I learned from, and her background was, you know, from the builders of the Adam and Paul Foster case, and Golden yeah. Dawn, and that. so. Um, but anyway, yeah, and, you know, a little more mundane, just the, the divinatory meaning in this instance is that, you know, in spiritual matters, wisdom and prophetic powers is, it's, you know, it's, it's finding that, that process through meditation and through that pause in one's life and suspend decisions, you know. And again, self-surrender leads to transformations of personality. So I think mm-hmm. that's you know, the level of it, the opposite, of course, again, reversal doesn't always mean the card turns upside down. It can. But I think reversal yeah. also, we've talked about it, are the cards around it that shed more light onto it. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, can, you know, be more preoccupation with one's ego, you know, arrogance, you know, that kind of more involved with the physical world and the physical, you know, aspects of, you know, that being more yeah. physical. I think what's interesting, too, about this card, you know, and there's there's more I'll say after our break about, like, meaning and stuff, but it is a reversed card within a non-reversed card because he is exactly. upside down and the, pers- and the perspective is, is reversed. So it is mm-hmm. really interesting to just keep that in mind when this card comes up. But it's you know whether it's reversed or not. If it is a re- if you read reversals and this card pops up reversed, why he's right he's right side up now. So what happened? Why you know is the wisdom cut off too soon? You know or how do you look at the world upside down? Um, right. And let that be the normal way of looking. So it's pretty it's it's pretty interesting just to keep that in in mind you don't have to dig into that necessarily when doing a reading but it's something to keep in the back of your head it's a reversal within a non-reversal right right yeah so well why don't we take a break since it probably looks like we should yeah (laughs) all right we'll be back in a minute
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Okay. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. It's it, We've come and gone with the number of shows on the network. And so mm-hmm. sometimes... It's been a little bit longer. Sometimes it's been, you know, a little shorter where it's at now. And it's kind of funny because it's just sort of like all of a sudden it's it's here and then we're going, oh, okay, we're ready now. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, go for it. You were going to mention some be very Oh, helpful. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think that this, um, this card often comes up about um, something needing, needing to pause that it may not be time to take action. It may not be. It's a very Mercury retrograde card, actually, now that I think about it. Maybe there's our um, our, our, yeah. our connection, you know. Uh, it's it's not a good time to, to do something. And it's important to check and see, are you in alignment? Are you listening to wisdom? Are you paying attention to signs? Um, you know, that, that all very much is part of the energy of this card. And it also can be a warning that it, the things that you've been working on may come to a halt. They may slow down. There may be delays or disruptions, not because something is wrong or broken, but because uh, more information is needed, more wisdom is needed, you know. And I think that that can be really interesting. Like, because this car, I often feel like that about the high priestess, too. I always look at the high priestess as, um, a pause she gets in the way and she asks where are you going and she doesn't care where you're going but she wants to make sure that you know and you know why you're going that way mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I feel like the the hanged man doesn't feel like an outside with the high priestess feels like an outside entity the hanged man feels like me and I don't know why that's just mm-hmm. my thing but um pushing forcing trying to make it happen doesn't work with this card. You have to be in the flow. You have to accept when things slow down. You have to understand that there may be a a pause on your project or your love life or the situation you've been working on. Um, And you may even feel stuck. Like that's the, that's the potential trouble of the hanged man is that something may be stuck. And like I was saying before, learning how to call on your allies, learning when to ask for help when things are stuck and you can't see the way out of it. I think that comes through with this card, at least for me, quite a bit. Um, and this can also be a, a suggestion, a um, a note that you might have to change some of your circumstances. You might need to do something different. You might need to change your routine up, that what you've been doing is keeping you hanging from the tree and that's not going to work anymore. So you need to do something different or try something different or enlist the help of an ally to help you do something different, you know? So, um, so yeah, I, I like when the hanged man comes up. I don't, I can see how he's troublesome, but I don't think that this is a bad card, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Well, I mean, interesting is that in the, the Paul Foster case, the the letter that the Hebrew letter is Mim, M-E-M, which is for mm-hmm. water or seas, because this is also the card itself. It is the planet Neptune. It is for mm-hmm. that which is the ruler of Pisces. And, right. you know, we've got that energy of um, we can see that even with, you know, like the pale blue, the blue that he has, you know, there's a watery, a slightly watery point of reference here um, in terms of that. And, um, of course, when you look at uh, the different, it, it's it's interesting because it doesn't have direction. I mean, this is water, mm-hmm. just, you know, and there's a, another version of this whole thing is the sacred cube and, and where each one of these cards fits. And it's very detailed and it would be something that, 
you need to be visual about because of what it is. But this actually has no place. I mean, it really is kind of like in the middle. And um, I was saying that uh, water is a reflective aspect, and it is the first scrying uh, mm-hmm. surface that we have used to see the reverse, the opposite of what we are, you know, looking at in our world. And um, that's what, like we talk about, this is a reverse image. He's hanging upside down and not sitting, you know, not standing upright and a lot of this. And it's fascinating because I use a lot of times when I talk to people the idea of the mirror. You know, you look at the mirror and you see it reverse. So you have to Mm -hmm. realize that whatever you're looking at is opposite of what you are in the physical world. And sometimes we have to take the position of going into the mirror and looking back out at the world. And that is what this is also uh, a metaphor for in terms of the actual um, way the card is set up. So, um, and, you know, interesting is it's, and I find this fascinating because these intelligences that they, they assign, this is the stable intelligence. And wouldn't you think that is the most unstable position you could possibly be in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like it's the opposite of what it is. Yeah, so. it's funny. I always think about that, like how, and I've, I've mentioned this already, but how quickly, at least for me, I can already feel, if I was in this position, I can already feel my head filling up with blood and my nasal passages getting stuffy. And, you know, I I don't, I'm not a gymnast. I never was as a kid. So I, I never have learned to do a cartwheel in my life. I don't like to be upside down. <laughs> I don't like roller coasters. Like I don't like any of that stuff. So I can just, it makes me physically uncomfortable to think of being in that position, just to think of being in that position. So I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I'm trying to think I used to, when I used to get on the junk, the, 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 um, this is the jungle gym and you could hang upside down I love doing that I mean mm-hmm. but there was always a point where I was cautious about um, you know not being secure in the position I'm in and you know obviously you know the warnings of the parent is that don't you know be, be where you're at but don't fall on your head that kind of thing and yet when we look at the position and we take it as an internal referencing is um, we hang upside down, we we look at things in the reverse way, uh, we are also in a precarious place, you know. And mm-hmm. We could fall upside, you know, on our head if we aren't careful, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> uh, you're so earth, dear. You're so earth. You don't like I know, me. right? <laughs> like now nah, I'll pass. I don't want to go on a roller coaster. I'll be okay. I'll just sit here on the bench with my feet on the ground and eat something while you go on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I know that. You know, it's funny because I, I, as a kid or as a young person, I did like roller coasters, but I liked it at a certain point. Then when it got to be, you know, I wasn't the one, the kind that liked to go in the curly cues up and down. I was like the Disneyland one where you go around and you go, you know, up and down and, you know, do that. I never was, and of course, Disneyland didn't have, and I don't believe to this day, they don't have things turn you upside down. That's more of the, I don't want to say carnival, but more of that kind of energy that yeah. you find that kind of ride in. And, and yet my daughter absolutely loves those things and of course <laughs> she's, a, she's a libra right so she's there she's kind of like oh okay fine let's go you know and i'm like ah. <laughs> so i'm a half and half okay so I, I like my feet sort of on the ground but i'm willing to go up in the air a little bit so um, <laughs> nice. but uh, but yeah this is this is a card of surrender so i think you know yeah. but in yeah it's definitely that um in terms of that, so why don't you talk about your deck and the and the uh, the symbology and what it shows? I think that's always a nice mm. thing for us to kind of get close to the end and do. Yeah, sadly, I don't have my book um, with oh. me today. I was look. I thought I for sure I had left it here, um, but I didn't. And I thought maybe I can find it online. So I was looking it up to see if I could find it online, but. 
Um, not so much. Uh, let's see. Ah. Let's see if I can pull anything out of my. Well, the, actually, what I could say about my deck and the the deck I like I read is the Druidcraft Tarot deck, and it's very druidy and influenced by that. Um, and in the deck, the one thing I I remember clearly is that this card is very. Um, graphics not the right word the the man the hanged man is naked and there is a penis and testicles which is not something you see like you know you see naked female bodies all the time i'm almost desensitized to seeing naked female bodies but we don't Mm -hmm. see naked male bodies as much so i i feel like you know that that's really stands out to me and he also has oak leaves coming out of his mouth very much like the green man um, mm-hmm. And he's, you know, hang, hanging from an oak tree, and there's mistletoe in the tree and branches. There's blackberry brambles around the base of the tree, and in the background, you can see uh, wheat with a sickle, like as though someone was harvesting wheat and set down their sickle in the middle of harvesting, which mm-hmm. goes to this um, sacrificing the king Odin wisdom energetics even more. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing in the cards, in most of the cards you find out in the world, all of their, all the little things, the flowers, the plants, the other animals that may show up, they typically have symbolism. So here, you know, the mistletoe, that's a sacred plant to the Druids. Um, the blackberries is sacred. The the sickle, like all of that imagery has importance to the energy of this card. Okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's. Um, I wish I had the book because I always like to read their little story about why they picked, you know, the artwork that they picked, but I don't have it with uh, me today. Oh, Sorry. well, then I will pick it up on my end because interesting enough, I was sitting here. Um, it's funny because I went on a copying kick, so I would have these things available um, <laughs> because I always have books and I use them, but sometimes it's unwieldy to keep running back and forth over pages. But the deck, of course, the Witch's Tarot, um, is similar to your deck, similar to um, what you use. Uh, it is basically a young man hanging upside down by his right foot, but he's from an ash tree. And it's a transitional state. And hang on a minute. I had to take a deep breath there. I was kind of <laughs> getting a little like, oh, I'm upside down again. Um basically initiation and there's a halo around his his head and of course he has you know in the background it has more scenery so they're peaceful skies and it looks very serene and yet it also has a norse and this is why i was going to read it it has a norse pagan tradition because Mm -hmm. the world tree yazidriel is what they're using as the um imagery in many ways to to present it and there is a raven sitting at the top of the T-bar with a medallion in his mouth and mm-hmm. it's, you know, a golden pendant and of course we know that the raven is one of the totems of Odin and it symbolizes initiation, secrets, and prophecy and of course it, that's where the, the um, iconography between Odin and hanging upside down on the tree to gain knowledge and, and of course this card And um, it's interesting because it talks about ravens that are, you know, they're magical and clever and playful, but they're attracted to shiny, sparkling objects and take them and go ahead and, you know, use them. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're treasure. And if you think about, we get attached to sparkly things. I'm not just talking about, oh, I love that necklace. It's so beautiful. But, um, Sparkly ideas like, oh, I just decided I wanted to learn about twin flames. It's sparkly and, you know, whatever. And so we learn about it and we put it in our little box of treasures to pull out. And that's what we do when we are looking and working on um, finding things for ourselves to, to um, I don't want to say, to transition, to move forward. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's necessary to step outside um, what we've been doing, like you say, and look at something else that's sparkly on the path and utilize it. It may not be the tradition or the things that you use, but it will start another um, set of energies moving 
to help you again move you know stop the, the stationary movement and move forward it doesn't mean you have to run right out and do it every time because there's a pause mm-hmm. so i think that kind of lends to me why i use you know when i look at the card when i'm working with it it, it talks to me in that way and you know people use yoga that way they use things yeah that are, <clears throat> they they meditate they use yoga and that's important um mm-hmm. i spend more time telling people to do yoga <clears throat> than i can possibly imagine and it doesn't right. mean they have to go into a huge practice it's sometimes just a few positions because when you do right. that you you, you, you shift. slow it and you shift mm-hmm. so i did um, find a little bit online about the, the deck that i use so uh, the thing that stands out to me is the, the hanged man describes a, the reversal of consciousness where you voluntarily immerse yourself in the calming power of the unconscious. Um, he influences us to show the direct image of peace and understanding. The calm in this card is strongly impressed, expressed because the hangman has surrendered to the tone of life. This surrender represents the beginning level of shamanism at which the student will turn upside down to experience the feeling of going to the afterlife. To make it easier to understand in everyday life, you need to let go or have to let go of expectations so you can discover more about any situation. Um, The card could indicate that you will need a radical change in values or attitudes. What once seemed important to you is no longer the case or vice versa. Um, the message of the hanged man is be more profound, stop striving, true freedom and independence lie in surrendering. Wow. Very so good. it's a lot more about surrender than anything else. Mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, considering, um, well, think of this. When we, again, I guess I'm using a metaphor, but when we do yoga and we do things like downward facing dog, um, mm-hmm. Some of the other more intense positions, you you do the same thing. You you create a, a balance to go literally upside down. Um, is that you are doing just that? You're reversing the flow of your bodily fluids, but in doing that, you're reversing the flow of your energetic fluids. And I think that that's the surrender. I mean, some people can't go find a tree and hang upside down on it and do we want to no i don't think so. <laughs> right. i'm not that i'm not back to nature that much you know thank you very much yeah. um and of course the other part is and this is something i will have to say just because part of what even the weight rider smith description is even of going into the esoteric more paul foster case they talk about and I have to say this, and you and I both will kind of cringe, is that St. Peter did hang upside down. That's how he was crucified. He was not crucified the normal way. He was crucified upside down. And so there is a an energy uh, that they pull in from the Christian and the, and the, and the Judaic traditions of this particular um, pictorial version and what yeah. also has transpired. But... Um, it is, you know, as you say, when hanging is traitor, and if you mm-hmm. think upside down, it's uh, supposed to be worse, I would probably wonder if that's the case. You know, I know it's, I mean, and for the real body it is, but right. I just wanted to bring that in because, you know, it is an all-inclusive um, tool, and yeah. it has many levels and many different areas that are put in here. So it's not just, I mean, when we use our decks, the Druid deck, the Witch's Tarot, um, we're using it because those symbologies, those, those those things that are used work with our consciousness. But yeah. um, there's also the others, and the, the more traditional ones that we talk about, like the way Roger Smith deck, come from that too. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm honoring that inclusiveness too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we've been saying all along and uh, on every one of these episodes where we talk about the tarot, you also have to look at what was the question? What is the um, point of this reading? What are you looking at? And what are the cards surrounding this card? Uh, You know, there's nothing with reading tarot is one size fits all. It's all influenced by each other. So, 
you know, the, the specifics and the, the details of how this card shows up will be impacted by the other cards and the question and the layout and all of those things. So you have to remember that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it's interesting because ultimately this card leads into the next card, which we will be talking about next week, which yeah. has, has a, it's, it's very interesting, and, and um, you, as you said earlier, without being on on show, is that you kind of you, you've kind of moved through one, and in 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 some ways are are in that particular card, the current, mm-hmm. and um, but you you know again surrendering all that we know, you know about yeah. that, you know that was it's been you know, it's funny because. Um, it's not funny, haha. It's funny that over the period of time since my husband passed, passed, um, and, and I'm not unfamiliar with transitioning people and helping them be there, but this was very intimate and very personal. Um, how the experience was, how mm-hmm. it became a holistic point of reference, and um, you know the cards I work with help me when I'm dealing with people because that card comes up in every, you know, the hangman specifically, the surrendering to the process comes up. And I remember how mm-hmm. I had to, to do that, the surrendering to the process, um, yep. not giving up, not try giving up hope, but there's a, there's a whole energy flow. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I would say if we're going to look at the bigger picture of what's going on like as we said how does this reflect in our bigger world um it's not a surrendering to the violence but surrendering to the process of change right and working with it in a co-creative way which personally this is about that and it's all the cards lead up to this yeah 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 you know this is a journey the going through the 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 major arcana cards is the journey and so this is sort of that um that last big awareness moment before we step into the death card which is the next card that's coming up right so this is an opportunity Mm -hmm. to pause and seek wisdom and go within before the major shift comes uh you actually have time to prepare right so um so yeah you know looking at the journey the hanged man can be an, an excellent moment. It gives you that, that opportunity. Um, yeah. But I would say also, uh, just to start wrapping things up, we will be back next week talking about the death card. Hooray. Yay. Um, but, but also <laughs> we will have an ask the witch segment coming up in the next little bit. So please do go to our website, witchpriestesscauldron.com and submit your question for us to answer Anything about witchcraft, spell work, paganism, deities, fairies, you name it. We're happy to answer your questions. Um, And if you would like us to do a reading on the situation you're dealing with, um, feel free to submit that too. Just know that we don't get to all the questions. And if it's an urgent situation, um, we might not get to it for a month. So, you know, if you can't wait, then you might want to ask your questions someplace else. But please do send us your questions. So. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. wow. So we made a, a an excellent journey through the hanged man and mm. um, it's interesting, I think in some ways there's a part of the feminist issue in my world that says the hanged man. It's talking about male energy and male this and male that, but you know there is a balance in all of this and if you mm-hmm. you know, we we can see that it isn't an affront to the female, uh, even though we have talked about different traditions that are started by people that are, you know, that, you know, the male aspect that seemed to take on that impact of we were doing it first kind of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's um, it's also revisioning our own way of of working with and seeing these particular cards and, you know. I kind of look at it going, he really doesn't, this person doesn't look really like, you know, yours has testicles and a penis, but they make sure that for the most part, 
they don't really show anything that is yeah. is totally male. In Absolutely. This. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. sidebar to be you know kind of continued in another version when we get going to someplace else. But yeah. so I think we have we have succeeded in in truly working our magic with this card and mm-hmm. um, time for us to to close. And I know you have a story you have to go back and open, yeah. up, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thanks for so, listening, folks, and stay healthy you. and safe. Yes. And we'll be back next week. We will see you on the radio next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.